0: Hey, what's up, what's good? It's Showtime Balling. Balling on all levels. This is our podcast, Let's Get It. Uh, in this episode, we go one-on-one with the co-captain of the Wellington Saints, it is Leon Henry. Uh, the Saints are fresh of their 20-0 and 0 season, which is capped off with the title. Uh, Leon is an accomplished baller. When it comes to his peak and when he was in his prime, he was one of New Zealand's elite ballers. <laughs> totally humble, chilled guy, off the court, but when you get him on, whoa. Stone Cold Assassin comes out to play. This is gonna be a great episode. You know what time it is? Let's go. Hey, Keoto kato kato. welcome to the show. It's uh on Balling Ball and Levels of Podcast. On this episode, we got the our capitan of the of the newly crowned Saints team Wellington. Let's bring him in. Leon Henry, Kiara bro, what's up? What's up, brother? How are you, man? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad at all. Let's talk about their finals, man. That was a crazy weekend. Um, even though you guys were undefeated rolling into that weekend, you just had to work for it in that semi and that final.
1: Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, you know, leading into those championship weekends, you're going to get the best of everybody. So, uh, I just... Oh, it was just an exciting uh, weekend to be a part of, man. To see everyone play... Um, at their best and just, you know, peak at the right time, you know, like uh, finals weekend, you got to see some amazing things. And I felt um, for the teams that were there, you know, it was a, a great weekend uh, for Christchurch and, uh, you know, for, for everyone viewing back at home also.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a great it's a great weekend, a great event, the final four. Uh, your first game against uh, the Southland Sharks it was a bit of a, you know, replay from last year's uh, final. So what was the thoughts going into that game?
1: yeah I guess um, you know we had we had beat them uh, during the regular season and we knew that we were going to get you know the best the best shot from them so um going into the game we just focused on ourselves like we have um, this whole season um, I think one one good thing about our group is you know not not going too astray um, and just sticking to what we believe in um, the Sharks organizations always, you know, they always put together great teams. So um, the way they competed, the physicality of their semifinal was crazy. And, you know, it took us took us a bit of <laughs> a few quarters to tr- try and readjust um, to the way that the refs were calling the game. Um, but yeah, hats off to the Sharks, man. They've always been a tough organization.
0: And um, yeah, it definitely wasn't an easy semifinal to get through. And then let's go to the final, the grand finale. You're playing my Hawks because uh, I'm from Hawks Bay. And, yeah, they definitely made you work for it.
1: Oh, bro, what a um, what a way, way to go out, man. Like, you know, I have played, played alongside some of those players. I grew up with some of the players there. Um, and, you know, hats off to Zico, bro. Like, the feedback we've been getting um, and just to see where he's – you know, he's freaking blossomed to today as a coach. It's uh it's awesome to see, bro. Like the the future of the Hawks Bay organization is uh, looking pretty bright. And um, man, it could have gone either way in that final man. It was uh, <laughs> it was pretty scary sitting there at halftime thinking, fuck, down twenty one. You know, what you know, what's gonna happen from here?
0: Yeah, because I was at home, I was watching the game with my family and we were cheering along, but there was and all the boys were messaging me saying, "Yeah, we've got this. We have got this." And no, but there was something in the back of my mind saying, "No, bro, this is the Saints, man. They <laughs> don't just go 19 and 0 rolling into a grand final." And there's, you know, there's, there's definitely something left in the tank here. Yeah, I, I know. It.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Like, uh, I mean, we we had a few games earlier, like in the regular season, where we were down at halftime, but um. It's funny, man, like we went into the locker room at halftime and, you know, we, everyone was all calm, uh, even Paulie was calm, which was quite Ooh. surprising, and it was, yeah. like, we've we've always preached the game, you know, is played over 40 minutes, and we believe, you know, in the fourth quarter a lot of teams do do bust, so we've stuck with that belief the whole season, and um, yeah, man, we just let our defence play our part, and you know let let the scoreboard doing do its own talking so uh yeah I, I i had no doubt that um we were gonna come back and it was more more to the point of if we were gonna get it over the line um you know, I knew we were gonna grind our way back in yeah but yeah oh, fuck. pretty pretty surreal to be honest,
0: oh <laughs> man like um as I said, we were watching it and then like it so couldn't help it knowing because you guys had those extra guns and they'll were... Read the blaze like uh, Tommy Abercrombie just came out to play right. and pretty much strong. Yeah, what a um, what an addition
1: to have, you know. Like I, I think him coming in in the back end of the season has been pretty crazy because um, it was like he's been been with us since preseason. Um, yep. the, the way he is as a player and as a professional man, you can only you can only thank him. Eh? Like. Such an experienced guy in those situations, and uh, who would you not? Who would? Who else would you want with the ball in their hands, man? So, uh, yeah, shout out to Tommy for that one.
0: Yeah, but hey, there was always contributions across the board. Ruben Tarangi stepped up and he nailed some big shots down the stretch. Uh, and Shaili was pushing the, pushing the, you know, and Paulie, like you said again, he was probably the most calmest I've ever seen him in a in a tense situation, which was yeah, which was rare. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I, I think for, for guys like Ruben and Shea and the Jordan Natais, um, the Rob Lowe's, the Nicholas K's, the Sunday, these guys, um, I don't think I've ever been a part of an organisation that works that hard outside of um, you know training times, individual times. I think the most um, pleasing thing to watch was these guys working Day in, day out, man, getting in extra sessions every single day. And um, I guess they just, you know, they, they see the bigger picture and they see the bigger goal on um, um, an awesome life they live to, to play basketball for a living. So I think that just goes to show um, what, what type of group we had and uh, the amount of drive we had as a group and the way we pushed each other. Um, yeah, both on and off the court, man. It's just been, yeah, it's been a pleasure this whole season to be a part of a a group where we've all got the same aspirations and goals. Yeah,
0: because um, if you look at it from the perspective, when you go and play teams, when you walk into the building, walk into a gym, uh, the oppositional team is going to look in the other game and say two things. One, oh, damn, there goes the Saints. Or, oh, damn, there goes the Saints. We're going to go harder.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, uh, this organisation is kind of stamped their names, you know, from back in the 80s, and they've been known as a winning organization. And, um, you know, I, 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 the difference I've felt with this group this year is just um, not getting too sidetracked by everything else that goes on um, in terms of media, in terms of other the opposition. Um, you know, Paulie's kind of steered the ship in the right way where we've just focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and focused on what we, what our, what our goals are, our personal goals, individual goals, and group goals. Um, it's been a different, different feeling for myself because um, this whole season has been, yeah, I've just been. It, there hasn't really been any drama in terms of at trainings or on the court or off the court. It's just, it's just been hard nosed workers, man,
0: just going at it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, like take us behind the scenes at a Saints training. How competitive are they? Oh man, probably like, to be honest,
1: it, it, it was probably like the first half of that Hawks and Saints final. It's been like <laughs> that at trainings throughout the whole year. Um, yeah. Where we just go out and compete, like the intensity that Paulie pushed us at, um, at trainings was, was, was probably a lot harder than how we play during games. So once games came around, um, you know, we were always ready and up
0: for, for the challenge. Um so yeah, that's been that's been
1: pretty exciting,
0: Massive, bro, like once again, congratulations on your win, Team No L. That definitely suits you guys to a uh, You know, that's chapter two, right? Yeah, brother.
1: Um, you know, thanks thanks to Jordan Mills for for, for that uh, little punchline right there. So, yeah, we've <laughs> just rode with it, man. And uh, to to do it twice is yeah, man, it's pretty 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 crazy.
0: Yeah, well, like. You can either be envious or you can admire, and I admire your guys' efforts, man. That's um, you know you've you definitely put a a stamp in the um in the finals, uh, well, pretty much NBL history books, bro. You guys are pretty legit, man, straight oh, up. Appreciate it, brother. Sweet, man. Hey, let's get into about you, man. Let's talk about you, bro. Let's get into it. Represent, where are you from?
1: Um, uh, so I'm originally from Auckland. Uh, half my life I was raised in Central Auckland, and then the second half of my childhood I was raised back where my um, grandparents reside today, uh, which is Mangry. Um And yeah, I just, man, just a kid that just loved playing basketball. Like, I, obviously, I played rugby and league growing up and, you know, tried every sport like every Kiwi kid does. And um, yeah, I kind of fell in love with the game uh, probably when I got into high school. So uh, yeah, that's where my love for the game started. So, we. It was your role models for basketball. Um, for me, it was a bit different. Like I I, I, I played a little bit of structured ball, but my love for the game was mainly on the street. Like um, I was always, I was always at street courts growing up, and uh, a lot of my friends were. So for us, I guess we did buy into a lot of the and one stuff um, growing yeah. up because that was a thing for street. But for me, um, it would have been people like um, Earl Manigault because uh, Rucker Park was that was something that was taught to me um, as a as a young from a young age from my uncles and um, from my parents and just people that I was around, surrounded by. So uh, for me, yeah, I'd say Rucker Park, Earl Manigault would be one of them. Um, Holcomb Rucker, who the Rucker Park was named after. Um, yeah, I, my love for basketball really was. More on the side of streetball,
0: bro. Straight up, that's uh, and that's a lot of people back in those times, right over the nineties and eighties. They definitely recognize that. And for young ones out there who don't know who the goat is, the real goat, the original OG goat, man, look him up. He's legit. He's he's the man. Yeah, bro. First guy to touch the top of the backboard, they say, don't they? Go. <laughs> I um. Oh, besides that, and one, who was your favorite mixtape guy?
1: Uh. Next tape guy, okay.
0: Um, I'd say either skip
1: to my Lou because he was one of the original, or well, mm. or I'm gonna go fifty. I, I loved fifty, man. He was just you know he he was the finisher finisher of most plays. So yeah, those are my two favorites of that of that generation. Yeah. Oh
0: man, mine is Hot Sizzle. What's going with that hot sauce?
1: <laughs> hey, that,
0: that <laughs> dude could dance with the ball, man.
1: <laughs>
0: Good, man. okay high school basketball man take us through your time for that uh
1: yeah so i um i i went to Mount grammar school um uh and then so i played i played uh the prems when i was third form um and got to attend a few national tu- uh national uh finals and tournaments um where I got to play and got taught by, actually. Um, those those players, are the years of 99 and 98, uh, Lindsay Tate's, uh, the Nat Connells, <clears throat> um, Ellen Weshees, Valance McCaffey's, um, Lance Bakers. Oh, yeah. Um, who, who from the Hawks? Oh, the Reese Toalifatahs, the Twins. <clears throat> yeah, um, Church College Boys, like uh sam walker um who else was there that i'm thinking of from the church boys oh man there's so many names but yeah, i um my time at mags i got to you know come up against a lot of those guys and so you know as a young i got got ta- i got banged around a little and got taught how you know <laughs> this, this was the expectation um growing up in high school so Um, You know, shout out to all those guys. And, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of that generation of basketball because high school basketball then was – it was such a physical game. And, um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, I can't really compare it to today because, oh, man, today's, you know, based on a lot of skill. And, um, yeah, and then I I, I spent my last year in Avondale College. I I went over there for, um, you know, specifically for basketball in my last year of high school. So um
0: yeah. Man, there's a whole lot of names I haven't heard in a long time, man. And um yeah, they've they've definitely shaped the back end of uh, the nineties flowing into the two thousand era. So yeah man, like uh yeah you talk about Lindsay Tate LT. he was pretty dominant <laughs> man he was uh um, he was he was deadly yeah
1: um I think what is it? I think he won something like three national championships and he was MVP every time. Mm. Um, his dad was the coach at the time. And plus they had like a few like future NBL players in their team, um, that were heading straight into the NBL after high school. So yeah, I learned a lot from that group. Um, all of us for the ones that were based in Auckland used to all be based out of youth town, the old boys town. And, um, yeah, that was another that was another hub or mecca where we, you know, we we continue to grow just for the game and the love of the game. We were there every day after school and we'd catch the bus there every weekend just just to play hoops against each other. So, yeah, man, missed that place also because that was kind of like a, you know, uh, <laughs> a home ground
0: for all, for all of us anyway. Yeah, like when you look back at it now, like you kind of almost take those times for granted. Like you're only young, you just kind of just hang out with the boys and all that sort of stuff. And it's, yes, it's, it's, when you get a little bit older, it gets a little bit different, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of miss, miss, miss places like that where we can just go and, you know, hang out with the boys, grab some lunch, and then just live and breathe hoops all day. Um, there's not very many facilities around the country today where you can just walk in for free or you know, it's, it's, it's definitely changed since, since those days. Yeah.
0: Massive brother. Hey mate, speak about your MBL timeline from where I started. Um, okay. So for me,
1: I started in 2000 and I think it was four. Yeah. 2004. So I, I came straight out of high school and, um, my aspirations was to go to college in the states at that time, and um, I got an opportunity to, to to play an NBL season with the Harbour Heat, um, who are no longer around anymore. So I I used that that season to kind of just get ready and get prepared for when I do head over to junior college um, later in that year of two thousand and four. Um, after junior college, and that I came back and uh, signed with the Saints. Um, I've been with the Saints for 10 years. Um, um, other stints I've also had is a quick stint with uh, Otago Nuggets. Um, one of the years when there was a, I think it was the World Cup or something was on, and the Aussie League had crossed over with the New Zealand League. So I was only um, contracted for like three three to four weeks um, down in Otago Nuggets, uh, which I had fun with there. Um, and then I also just had two years with uh, the Southland Sharks. But yeah, the majority of my career has been uh, with the Wellington Saints. And um, yeah, I'll never change never a change second of it, man.
0: <laughs> That's for sure, man. Like when you came into the scene, man, you were tough man. you were definitely a great scorer, great prolific basketballer, man. you were tough man, like I said. Uh, but throughout your timeline throughout the NBL, what does that taught you about um, basketball?
1: Oh man, just just to not you know take advantage and not let it get too far ahead of you, eh? Like um, you know, we all go through our ups and downs, and I have had certainly had mine over those years. But um, you know the game you love, man, like that that's the thing that feeds your spirit. That that's the thing that feeds your soul. And um, I'm just thankful that I'm still playing today. You know, like in front of fans and friend like friends, and um, yeah, you just. Just the game itself for this country, man, has done a lot for
0: me and my family. And
1: as I said earlier, I'm just just thankful to be still, um, you know, trying to put the ball in the hole today.
0: <laughs> All right. Like I said, again, watching you out throughout your career, man, you were kind of walking buckets because the other thing as well is when you played, you definitely showed your, um, you know, you weren't afraid to show yourself. Like you'll show you your swag, show you show show your energy. Mm. Was that just the way you just like to perceive yourself
1: yeah i guess for me because like um away from basketball and off the court i'm a bit more humble and laid back and so for me you know like i was always taught when you step between those lines you know everything's personal um whoever your opposition is it's you know it's where you release your emotion it's where your passion is it's where all your hard work you have put into you know it lies within those lines so um, I felt like for me on the court, it was where I was able to like express myself and, you know, just go out there and give it all and be a competitor, man. Like I, I may have made some enemies along those times, but, you know, for me, it was the bigger picture was just, you know, I was trying to give it all and, you know, come out with the win every time I stepped on that court.
0: Yeah. And that's great, bro. Like you look at that because the competitive edge was some of like, we talk about our youth nowadays and you probably see it from mm-hmm. your perspective. Um, is that some of them are quite reserved and if they actually just express themselves, if they just let it go, they'll be that more complete player. Yeah,
1: most definitely. And this is, uh, it's funny you you actually said that because this is a few comments that I talk to, especially with people like Kenny Mack, um, Troy McLean, who was a part of our coaching staff, and um, obviously Paulie. It's like this generation is a bit different and it's like everything's a bit touchy, like you can't express yourself in certain ways because you might you, you you know you might catch a few opinions flying your way and mm. i understand it and everything but um you know it's, it's just a different different style and different time of um you know basketball but um yeah for us in our old day we i think we were taught <laughs> we were taught the hard nose way hey just go out there <laughs> go
0: crazy <laughs> Yeah, man, absolutely. Like, I, I like I like expressions. I like the way that you know that people aren't afraid to to show themselves and reveal themselves. It's just like as you said before, you put the mahi in, you put the work in. You want yeah, to express it, man. man, show it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: I'm 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 I'm
1: with I'm a firm believer in that. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. There's I haven't I haven't like paid attention to too many kids, but I have like in the last couple of years, I've got to come up against some of the future prospects and. I don't know, there's one word that, that, that keeps floating around and that, that's <laughs> I hate to say it but it's the soft word. Um and yeah. There's a few kids though that, you know, that I, I believe have have got what it takes. And uh no, it's interesting times ahead, man. There's, there's so many platforms for these kids today to succeed. So, you know, um I just yeah, you know, I fully support them and if I can,
0: you know, get in the air and help them push them in that direction, then you know, I'm so for it. Okay, uh, now let's talk about Tall Blacks. When, um, when you made the team, uh, what was that like?
1: Uh, yeah, that was, man, so I think my first, well, my first Tall Blacks experience was in 2004 as an 18-year-old. So, uh, Ter Baldwin um, is a close coach of mine. He helped me um, as a young player well coming up. Um, I got invited to a Tall Blacks trial when I was 18, and... Um, that was when they were heading off to, what was it, 2004? It would have been Commonwealth Games, the one they won, I think after their 2002 run at the World Cup. Um, that was a real eye-opener for me. Um, so I, I became a, like a, part of, a development player, a part of that team, but that team was stacked with Piero Cameron, Paul Henare, Kirk Penny, Phil Jones, Craig Bradshaw in his prime. And uh, as an 18-year-old, to sit back and watch and learn from those guys, man, uh, just the advice and the wisdom that I learned from them, and like, just the push that they, they told me that I could make a living out of this sport um, if I if I played my cards right. So that was my first little stint with the Torbacks, and then, um, yeah, I think I got came back and got selected in, what was it, 2000 and ooh. After I got back from Europe um, with Tad Baldwin. So that would have been 2009. And then that that Tour Black stint went on for like another five years. So I was a part of the Tour Blacks for a good five, six, six campaigns. And um, it was a huge eye opener because we got to play against, you know, some of the top Euro clubs around the world and got to understand what it takes to be, you know, an. an, a freaking professional basketball player from a European standard because it's something different compared to this side of the world and uh, the way mm. that they work and the way that they're taught how to play the game is, oh, man, I, I advise anyone to go and experience it if they get opportunities to, yeah.
0: Yeah, because you have to get out of your comfort zone. you got to get out of New Zealand because we're so little and our style of play is different from around the world, so you had an opportunity to go and see someone else, go and yeah, in another basketball culture it must have been a great experience for you
1: yeah because by that time that i had reached europe i had already got a taste of what it's like what what um collegiates the collegiate system is like in america and the way that they play their game and you know they've they've obviously got a freaking country full of athletes <laughs> then you head to europe ways and the game is played more with your brain than than your phys- physical attributes so uh yeah, man, I, I love the way that the Euro 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 players play, and um, yeah, man, it's it's just the honor to you know spend my time there and try and steal and pick pick their brains
0: for um a few tips for my game. Hey, look, um, I know basketball, man, it's, it runs through your your veins and your blood, man, but if there wasn't basketball in your life was there ever a plan b at one stage you saying like hey i don't know if i want to you know go this path or was it always just basketball and that was it uh
1: like for me it was always just basketball but um if if basketball didn't work out then it would have been definitely would have been another sport like as a kid i just loved anything to do with sports so i don't know i don't know man like i <laughs> i played i played league with Sunny and that, like in school, and uh, a few, a few of the Warriors boys were there, or now they're over in England, and so I don't know. Maybe I would have pushed towards league. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, man. Like I played league a bit more than rugby uh, than union, so. I don't know, man. I just, I was just too skinny like at the time. So I was like, hey, I better, <laughs> I better go to <laughs> go to basketball so I don't get broken. <laughs>
0: hey, I, I love that occasionally You said, like, I just play rugby with Sonny Bill. <laughs> 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 it's quite, like, yeah. like, it's like a no thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, yeah, like we all, we all grew up in the same area. Um, went to the same intermediates. Like, there's a few other names like the Steve Matais from Mags, the Thomas Lulawais, you know, those boys, we were all quite close when we were in, when we were all at Mount Albert Grammar School, so um, yeah, I don't know, maybe I would have tried to follow in those guys, footsteps. I don't know if I would have succeeded, but
0: I probably would have leaned towards more that way if, if, if there wasn't basketball, yeah. Oh, massive, bro, this has been an awesome uh, episode, bro, but just about to wrap it up, man, can you give me your advice on for up-and-coming ballers? What's your advice to them? Um, you know, <sighs>
1: especially with what's the platforms given like i mentioned earlier man these days you can get seen from the other side of the world over your phone so i, I just wish we had that opportunity back <laughs> to yeah, get discovered tough. um but for me man just you know head head down um ears up um you know you're only you're only your worst enemy so the more work you put in um, the more belief that you have and the support circle that you have around you, especially your family. Um, it's all for them man um yeah, just keep pushing on, believe in yourself and uh, you know it's only it's, it's always onwards and upwards man you never know what can what can happen so live every day as if it is your last um, play every game as if it is your last. And just enjoy it, man. One thing that a lot of athletes do forget about is having fun. And uh, the the special thing about my last few, few years with uh, the Saints group is we've mm-hmm. tried to reiterate that phrase of having fun. And, um, you know, without having fun, you get lost in the, the political side of the sport. So, yeah, just try to it back to when you were a kid and not stress too much and just have fun uh, playing the sport um, <laughs> Yeah, that we play today.
0: Leon Henry, thank you very much for your time, brother. Uh, It sounds like you're still, well, it looks like through your social media, man, you're still riding riding it high on that final, man, which you should be.
1: Always, man. Uh, uh,
0: Two days out, man, I'm back in the gym working (laughs) up before the young boys. (laughs) Hey, Leon, thank you very much. All the best for the future. Uh, Definitely see you again next season, right? Yes, sir. We'll, We'll be there. Okay. Hey, thanks again. Have a nice day. Cheers, brother. Thank you. hey that's full time thanks so much for taking the time out with us here to listen to our episode on showtime balling balling all levels the podcast please follow us on instagram and facebook on showtime balling nz we cover most aspects on everything basketball and we're also dropping our apparel and merchandise line soon so you can rock and show your passion and love for ball hey until next time peace